Welcome to The Blind Side. News and information from a blindness perspective. Here's Jonathan Mosen. And this is no ordinary episode of The Blind Side Podcast. This is episode 104. This is the one where we unbox the iPhone XS Max. Squee. I know there'll be a lot of interest in this. Squee. Yeah. Oh, let's get a bit of reverb in there. That'll make it more exciting. Squee. Squee. Is that exciting enough? I think it's exciting enough. Well, you see, some people just think I'm just too lacking in animation. Lacking in animation. Right? Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, that's got it. That, that's got it. It's a, yeah, it's exciting, isn't it? Yes. I mean, it's so exciting. Yeah. Well, yeah, it, easy. You'll have your Apple Watch. Yeah, you'll have your Apple Watch going off. Yeah, yeah. You, you have your Apple Watch animating you. Anyway, can we just calm down and say that it is iPhone XS Max Day today and Heidi Taylor is going to be joining me to unbox it. We'll get it set up. And this is relevant, I guess, not only if you are interested in the iPhone XS Max specifically, but you might have had an iPhone for a while and maybe this year is your upgrade year and you know that you're going to be contending with Face ID for the first time and no home button. So although we did take a look at these things with the iPhone X unboxing in November of last year, I will go through setting up Face ID again and we'll do a quick recap of those gestures just in case you really weren't paying that much attention last year because it didn't apply to you then and you're getting a new phone now and I completely understand that. Before we go on, I do want to say thank you to Janet Ingber. You know that we did this recap of the Apple event last week and I mentioned that Janet was going to be joining us and we didn't get to talk with Janet and the reason for that was some weird email issue. So I didn't want to leave it unsaid in case anybody thought that Janet just didn't appear. Janet was waiting by her Mac for the email to come through, which I'd actually sent a couple of days before with the code and somehow the email just got lost in the ether. So thank you so much for being on standby, Janet. And I hope we can talk with you in future Apple recaps. Really appreciate you being there and sorry that we missed your insight. Now, some people have already ordered their new iPhones. Others are thinking about it. And some people who've ordered have done so asking for delivery. Others are going to walk in and pick up their devices. So you may be listening and thinking about wandering into a store, maybe because you just want to get your hands on one of these phones first, right? Have a feel of it, find out what it's really like, and then decide whether you're going to plonk your money down. And I totally get that. So it seems timely to remind our listeners in the United States that Ira has a fantastic partnership going with AT&T right now. And you can go into any AT&T store and use Ira, even if you're not currently an Ira Explorer. And you are though, right? Because it's just such an incredibly useful service. But if you've not tried it yet, if you're not currently an Ira Explorer, you can download the Ira app. It is spelled A-I-R-A. Download it for free from the iOS app store and install it and sign up as a guest. That will allow you to go to an AT&T store and you will find that Ira just works because you're in what's called an Ira Access location. This can be incredibly useful because When iPhones are new, there can be long lines, staff can be really busy, and to have that trained set of eyes working for you to make sure you can navigate the store, maybe find the device you want without anybody assisting you so you can feel it, find out what it's like, make sure you're 
retaining your place in the line, all of those things, it's incredibly handy. And you can take the iPhone that you have now, or if you're upgrading from Android to iPhone, you can take the Android device you have now because there's also a version of the Ira app in the Google Play Store as well. Head on over to an AT&T store and get the assistance that you need. So I encourage you to try that if you're going to AT&T and you're purchasing an iPhone. I should also say that we are segmented by chapters in this podcast. And the nice thing is that the Apple Podcasts app in iOS 12 has really got with the program. And as I mentioned in iOS 12 without the i, which is out now. And thank you so much for buying it. We've had a lot of sales this year. And I mentioned in that book that Apple is implementing great support and has now implemented great support for podcast chapters. And so that is super. You'll be able to skip through my chapters on the podcast app now that officially comes with the phone and of course also on the Apple Watch with watchOS version 5. If you haven't checked out the new Overcast yet, how wonderful this is. They have this plethora of Siri shortcuts, absolutely incredible stuff. And now you can do pretty much anything you could possibly imagine wanting to do with Overcast by setting up Siri shortcuts and just telling Siri what it is you want to do. Absolutely amazing. And I know that we've had a discussion on this podcast before from people who talked about how they prefer to use a dedicated blindness player because buttons were more efficient. Well, it would be really interesting to know what you think of Overcast's absolutely stellar Siri implementation. Wow, he must have done a lot of work on this when he was doing the development. So we've got the chapter support in case you want to skim around this. I've got a couple of listener comments to play before we open the box. 719-270-5114 is the feedback line number here at The Blind Side. 719-270-5114. Yes, good afternoon. Um, This is Petra, and I just finished listening to the live stream of uh, both the Apple presentation and your uh, yours and Heidi's and David's contribution afterward. thought it was really great. Um, I'm an SE owner and I love it. Um, it did sound kind of tempting though. I guess I'm going to have to move on at some point. Not yet. And, uh, wanted to ask if you really, what do you really think of your, um, iPhone 10 and the facial identification? I kind of got a feel for what you think about it, but It looks like we're having to go that way, and I'm not wild about that idea. Thanks for your call, Petra. I don't mind the face ID. I know it's a big change for people, and resting your finger or a thumb on a home button is so easy, and it's quite blind-friendly. And I know there are a lot of people who are concerned about what if I have prosthetic eyes and what if I'm wearing glasses and things. I've had really good luck with face ID. And as I blogged when I set up face ID for the first time, last year with the iPhone 10 and started playing with it. I did not expect because of my congenital blindness, my eyes are kind of a little bit recessed looking. And sometimes it's hard for me to look like my eyes are open and I have kind of congenital cataracts. So I thought I am not going to be a candidate for face ID working when the attention mode is turned on, which it is not, by the way, by default when voiceover starts. So if you're about to get a new iPhone, a 10s max or a 10s or a 10r when it comes out attention mode will be disabled whenever you turn voiceover on at setup time and if you want to override that you've got to turn attention mode on that does mean i suppose that the iphone is slightly less secure for a blind person it doesn't mean that anybody can unlock your phone it's still as secure as ever about taking millions of data points and 
determining which is your face. That's not the problem. The problem in theory is, I suppose, that somebody could break into your house when you're sleeping, sidle up to you, pick up your phone, wave it in front of your face when you're sleeping and your eyes are closed and unlock it. Or somebody could rip it out of your hand, hold it in front of your face and unlock the phone. I guess in theory that is certainly a possibility. But then somebody could also grab your hand, right? Somebody could grab your phone off the street and just force you to unlock your phone with your thumb or finger. I suppose that's theoretically possible too. So attention mode being disabled does make it a little bit less secure, but it also makes it pretty easy to unlock with Face ID. Some people have found the setup process a bit challenging, who I have trained. So we'll go through that again this year as we set up the iPhone XS Mac. Whoa! Oh, no, no, not again, oh not again. God, no, oh go away, God. go away. I'm trying to talk to Petra here. So the Touch ID thing is nice for having it in your pocket and unlocking the phone. I used to use my phone a lot in my pocket, and now I have to take it out and unlock it. But look, it's fine, honestly. I've just become used to it, and I don't really see Face ID as a problem. At all. There are pros and cons of Face ID and Touch ID, and I guess I've just become sort of zen about the fact that Face ID is now where we are going. Hello, Jonathan. This is Thomas Solich from Ohio again, and I appreciate uh, you answering my question a couple of weeks ago regarding the difference to streaming and Bluetooth uh, streaming and the uh, results uh, with voiceover. My next question uh, applies to the new iPhones, and I really appreciated and found extremely useful your and your daughter's um, commentary. I want to be extremely um, mindful to attain a balance between, yes, I want to protect the phone, so I want to get a case for the 10s that's going to allow me to protect it, and at the same time, I don't want to interfere with all of the the gestures and the way that we have to, you know, be in contact with our fingers and the screen. And I also don't want to affect this great quality of the microphones or the stereo speakers um, with the audio. So I just wondered, as you do your research um, and as you constantly are studying these things, can you make a good recommendation for what you believe would be a suitable line of cases or maybe just one case that would match uh, what I'm looking to do, to be able to use voiceover perfectly, not to compromise the quality of the playback or recording of the stereo sound, but also to protect the phone? Because even though the glass is supposed to be stronger than ever, um, uh, I've seen reviews that say that it does still crack um easily good to hear from you once again and yeah, there was a really long gap in the middle of your message which i had to judiciously edit out so i don't know what happened there but uh, glad we got the gist of your message i'm probably not the best person to ask about cases because people who know me well who follow me on social media know that i typically haven't used one i like to take my phone away just the way that it was made but i actually have got a case this time and we are going to unbox the case in just a second there are two that come officially from Apple, a kind of minimalist one, which is the one that I've got. Uh, I'm going to be doing quite a bit of travel shortly, and so I thought I would get a case this time. This case from Apple, it's, it covers the back of the phone completely, and it's got a kind of a lip around the edges. And that does protect the screen to some extent, because if it falls on its front, it falls on the lip of the case 
so it protects the screen a little bit and that doesn't interfere with anything you're talking about to the best of my knowledge you know apple's designed it so they would take that into consideration it's a very snug fit it doesn't add too much thickness to the device but it does give it a tiny bit of protection you can go from that all the way up to the otterbox cases which some people swear by they're kind of like these big tanks you know they they really change the aesthetics of the phone but i've heard extraordinary stories about these cases like people dropping them down elevator shaft by accident and still being able to recover them at the end and things like that so i'm sure there will be some advice for you on this people are welcome to give us a call 719-270-5114 tell us about the case that you like the best particularly if you're buying an iphone 10s because you know cases vary a bit from phone to phone of course you've got to get a case that fits your model and you can also drop me an email, theblindside at mosin.org. You can attach a voice clip or just write something down, theblindside at mosin.org, and we'll play a selection of those comments next week. As I record this section of the podcast, it's Wednesday, the 19th of September, and I already have a package from Apple. And this is an iPhone XS Max case. If you've been listening to me rambling on, on Twitter and the Mosin Explosion and other places, I'm sorry, you will know that I generally don't like iPhone cases, and I have been encouraging the naked lifestyle, purely in a phone context, I must add, purely in a phone context, because I love the aesthetics, the design, the craftsmanship that has gone into these phones. And so I've said, look after your stuff, treat it with respect, and you won't need a case. And there's probably a more compelling case than ever for that argument this year, given that the glass is even stronger than previously, although I did read an iPhone reviewer who said that in his review of the iPhone XS or XS Max, one of them, he dropped it and there was a crack on the device. So he was able to damage his pretty readily. I do intend doing quite a bit of travel in the near future. And I decided to get a case for my XS Max. I'm not going to obviously spend too long on this, but, you know, in the interest of completeness, it's here and it's in a kind of a courier envelope, all sealed. I'm just trying to get a hold on somewhere to pull this thing apart and see what this case is like because I guess this will give me my first glimpse into the form factor of the XS Max which I do expect to be rather like the plus sized phone so now there's just a plastic bag and now there's a box kind of typical Apple packaging it looks very attractive and like typical Apple packaging, it's actually, hard. oh no, it's not that hard to get into actually. You just slide the box, uh, the lid off the top, and here is the leather one. I didn't get the folio one because of my use case. I know that the folio cases look really attractive, but I use my phone in my pocket a lot. Because those folio cases cover the screen, it doesn't really suit a lot of in-pocket usage. So now I have the case, and it does look very much like a plus case. It would be interesting to try and put this on Bonnie's iPhone 8 Plus to see what it's like. But there's distinctive buttons where the volume will be, the ringer switch, and a large kind of slot on the rear right-hand side, top right-hand side, which is, of course, where the camera will be. So holding this case in my hand, nice build case, leather, and it's about the size that I was expecting for the XS Max. It does have the Apple logo on the back, and that is raised, so it's tactually distinctive. And for those who care about such things, this is the blue one. 
I got advice from Heidi, the wonder daughter, who suggested that because I tend to wear a lot of navy sort of blue colored suits, dressing the iPhone up in this would go well with my wardrobe. I will take her advice very readily on that. And so, as I did on Twitter, I paraphrased the Beatles. I got no phone, and it's breaking my heart, but I've got a phone case, and that's a start. Now it's the morning of the 21st of September. Happy iPhone Day in New Zealand. Last night, I got my tracking number from Apple. Normally what happens in a New Zealand context is that at around about 8 o'clock, the status in the Apple Store app for your order changes from preparing for shipment to shipped, and that's what happened last night. I was then able to double tap the track my order button and was then able to get the tracking number. Eventually, it was emailed to me at about 9 p.m. Now, by the time you get that notification, at least here in New Zealand, the thing is in New Zealand. So my iPhone XS Max as of last night was in Auckland, which is New Zealand's largest city, and I'm in New Zealand's capital, Wellington. So it is in the country, and that is a nice feeling. So now that it's the morning, it's about 6 o'clock, as I record this, on the morning of the 21st of September, and I'm thinking about backup strategies. In iOS 12 without the eye, I devote a whole chapter to the concept of upgrading not just iOS, but also your device. So if you're coming from an older phone with a home button to one of the newer ones that has the gestures replacing the home button, then there's a lot in that first chapter, as well as strategies for anyone who's upgrading to iOS 12. And I'm following my own advice. I am about to perform an iTunes encrypted backup. The encrypted part is really important. This is where you make sure that you've set a password on your backup. When you do that, Apple permits more to be backed up, such as health data and passwords and some other really important information. If you back up to iTunes and you don't encrypt your backup, then you are going to lose some sensitive data. So I'm going to go ahead and make that backup shortly within iTunes. I've been doing this for years, and so I know the password. I know what the password is. So it means I'll just cable up the phone with the USB to Lightning cable and go into iTunes, go to the File menu, arrow down to Devices, and then make sure that I back up the phone. So that's going to be pretty straightforward. I will also, of course, make an iCloud backup. It may seem a little bit over the top to make two backups, but I'm super cautious having worked in the software industry for a long time now. And, you know, things happen with the best of intentions. Things happen. So when so much important stuff lives on these things, it's better to have a couple of backups and not need them than to need them and not have them. Right. So I'm going to make the iCloud backup as well. And that's the one I will probably use now because To all intents and purposes, there's really no difference now between an iCloud backup and an encrypted iTunes backup. What I suggest you do before you get your new thing is just go and do a bit of a sanity check. Double tap settings and at the top of the settings screen, you'll find your name and your Apple ID there. If you double tap that, you'll eventually be able to get to iCloud. When you double tap the iCloud button, you'll be able to see all of the apps that are backing up data to iCloud. If you're about to upgrade to a new device, I really urge you to flick through those items one by one and make super sure that everything that you want backed up is set to the on position. Most apps do back up to iCloud by default, but a few may not. And in fact, I noticed when flicking through here that the Stocks app 
which has changed and iOS 12 was not backing up to iCloud. It is now. So everything that I have on my phone that can back up to iCloud is now backing up to iCloud. In that section, you will also find an iCloud backup button. If you double tap this, then you'll be able to find when your latest backup was made. And hopefully that's quite recent. If it's a long time ago, then it may be there's some sort of issue with your iCloud backups that you need to sort out before you upgrade. It's a good idea to make sure your iCloud backups are working as advertised before you go and migrate to a new phone to be sure that you're going to get a restore of all of your data. The new migration process that has been available since iOS 11 will give you the opportunity to take one final backup before you do the big restore. But obviously you want to make sure that's going to work before you get to that point. So it's a good opportunity to just check that iCloud backups have been working okay for you recently. If you are going to have your old iPhone nearby the new one, then as we'll see in a moment when we unbox the iPhone XS Max, the process as of iOS 11 and up is now actually really nice and friendly and straightforward when you have a new iPhone and you're trying to get stuff off the old one. And so we'll take you through that. And this is another advantage of just sticking with iCloud, actually. It's all pretty seamless. Now, there is also the Apple Watch to consider. By one means or another, you are going to have to unpair your Apple Watch from your old iPhone, if you have an Apple Watch, and pair it to the new one. The process that iOS now takes you through when it detects that you are migrating phones should take care of that. In some cases, it may not. And if it happens to you, then there are articles on Apple's knowledge base that will tell you how to cope with that situation but essentially it involves manually unpairing your watch or erasing your watch and then pairing the watch with your new phone and restoring from hopefully a very recent iCloud backup because if your iCloud backup isn't recent you will lose activity data which could be really important to you if like me you're on a crazy long move streak at the moment. And to channel Steve Jobs, there is one more thing. One more thing I would like to do before we get into unboxing the iPhone XS Max. Various tech stories I've been reading indicate that the phone should be quite a bit faster on LTE because there is some new LTE technology, there's better antenna technology, so it all looks pretty good. So I'm interested in performing a speed test using the speed test app that I use. And when we get the new iPhone XS Max up and running, we'll perform the speed test in the same conditions. Now, they can't be identical conditions because obviously network congestion, especially when it comes to cellular, will be a factor. But I am recording this part of the podcast before rush hour. And I imagine that I'll be recording the next speed test at a pretty quiet period as well. So we're going to be as comparable as we can. The first thing we'll do is turn off Wi-Fi. Okay, I turned off Wi-Fi. Let's just check signal strength. So we'll go to the home screen. Messages. Double 92% battery power. 4G status bar item. We've got 4G. Mobile. Three of four bars. Signal strength. Status. And we've got three of four bars. So a reasonable signal here on 4G. Let's open the speed test app. Open speed test. Go button. And we'll see what Double we have. Double tap to start test. 
Look at that, focus right on the start test button, but I just want to see what server it's using. Server Vodafone New Zealand, Wellington, button. Okay, that's absolutely correct because my network is Vodafone. I'm in Wellington and it's picked the Vodafone server. So I would expect this to give me the optimal speed test result. We'll flick left. Go, button. And we'll double tap. Double tap to start test. The go button. Go. Starting ping test. Let's see what we get for ping. One ping of the result. 42 milliseconds, 2.8 milliseconds, chiller. Yeah, I mean, Testing download. 42 milliseconds is much higher than I have on fiber, but you'd expect that. I'm just doing the download test now. The suspense. Download the result, 172 megabits per second. Okay. Testing upload. So 172 megabits down, and now we'll do the upload test, which should be quite a bit less than that. This is slow by my standards, by the way, because we... Upload result, 17.2 megabits per second. Packet loss not available. Test complete. Let me just check Go. that. button. Test result. Share. Test results. Download speed, 172 megabits per second. Upload speed, 17.2 megabits yeah. per second. Connection results. Ping is 42 milliseconds. That's remarkably... I mean, 17.2 up and 172 down. So... Yeah, in New Zealand, of course, we've got fiber going to a lot of people's doors now. And so when I do a speed test, not on this device, obviously, because it's Wi-Fi and there are some constraints there. But if I hardwire in, I'm getting over 900 megabits down uh, and about 450 up. So it's beautiful, but that's not too bad for a cellular connection. So let's keep that in mind. So 172 down and 17 point two up and i will be really interested to see if there's any change when we get the new iphone 10s max although we covered this in the podcast on the iphone 10 there will be some people interested in the subject now who weren't when the iphone 10 was released because they are about to upgrade now i'd like to take a look at the gestures how do you do certain critical things now that there is no home button and the iPhone XS Max hasn't arrived yet, but of course that works the same way as the iPhone X that I have now. So we'll demonstrate this with the iPhone X. Remember that you can practice these gestures and any other for that matter by going into voiceover settings. So I'll ask Siri to do that. Launch voiceover settings. Let's take a look at the voiceover settings. Good idea. I'll flick right. Voiceover. Heading. Voiceover. On. Voiceover speaks items. Tap once to select and double tap to activate the selected item. Swipe three fingers to scroll. To go home, slide one finger up from the bottom edge until you feel the first vibration, then lift your finger. So there's actually a description of these gestures right here in the voiceover settings. To use the app switcher. Slide up further from the bottom until you feel a second vibration and lift your finger. I'll flick right. To use control center, slide one finger down from the top edge until you feel the first vibration, then lift your finger. And right again. To use notification center, slide down further from the top until you feel a second vibration, then lift your finger. I'll demonstrate those in just a moment, because if I continue to flick right. Voice over practice button. Here is the voiceover practice button, which I'll double tap. Practice voiceover gestures, commands and typing in this area. Select the done button in the top right corner and double tap to exit. 
Now I'm going to pick up my phone. It's sitting here on its little wireless charger at the moment, but I've got the phone in my hand now. I'm going to touch the bottom of the screen. And while I'm doing that, I'll slide my finger up the screen and you'll hear an ascending tone. Lift for home. Lift for home. I've got my finger still held down and you hear that after the ascending tone, it says lift for home. If I continue to flick up without lifting my finger. Lift for app switcher. It says lift for app switcher. Now, if I flick down again, so I haven't taken my finger off the screen at all yet. If I move my finger down a little. Lift for home. We heard a descending tone and now it says lift for home. While continuing to hold my finger on the screen, I flick down. Lift to cancel. And it says lift, lift to, cancel. to cancel, which I'll do. So if I want to go home, I place my finger and immediately slide it from the bottom of the screen. And when I hear that ascending tone, once I can lift my finger like this. Short slide from the bottom edge, go home. And that's called a short slide from the bottom edge. Now, if I want to do the app switcher, as we heard, I continue to flick up even further than the short slide. So this is a long slide, and this is the equivalent of double tapping the old home button to get to the app switcher. So let's do that now. I'll start from the bottom of the screen and flick up in a kind of a constant fluid motion until I hear the second ascending tone. Long slide from the bottom edge, show app switcher. As soon as I heard that second ascending tone, I lifted my finger. And that's when voiceover help told me that I had performed a long slide. So again, starting from the bottom, just flick up a little way for home. Short slide from the bottom edge, go home. And flick up a little longer to get to the app switcher. Long slide from the bottom edge, show app switcher. That's really all there is to it. Now, to do notifications and control center, you can still use the techniques that you always have. So if you want to, you can locate the status bar, which is quite small now on these full no bezel devices. But if you can find it right at the very top, remember there's no screen bezels on any of these devices. So the status bar will be a little higher than it used to be on older phones before the iPhone 10. But if you can find the status bar, you can put your finger on it and then swipe down with three fingers for notifications and swipe up with three fingers for control center. That's a little harder to do now because the status bar is so much smaller, but you can continue to do it if you want. The alternative way is to use this new paradigm that we just showed you with swiping to go home and then swiping further for the app switcher. So to get to the control center, I'm going to place my finger at the top of the screen and in that same fluid motion, flick downwards a little way. Lift for control center, lift for control center. I kept lift my finger on the screen, center. it's saying lift for control center. If I continue to move down a little further. Lift for notifications. It made another ascending tone, a slightly higher tone, and it said lift for notifications. I flick lift back up. Lift for notifications. Lift for control center. And lift a little for further. Control center. Lift to cancel. Lift to cancel. So let's now go to control center to do that. We'll just flick down a little way from the top of the screen with one finger. Short slide from the top edge. Show control center. So when I heard that second beep, I lifted my finger and that would take me into control center. We'll demonstrate this in a second. And to get to notifications, we flick down just a little bit further. So it's kind of the app switcher gesture in reverse. 
Long slide from the top edge, show notifications. You get used to this in no time. Now I'm gonna try and find the done button. 100% done button. There it is. In the top right corner, so I'll double tap it. Voice over practice button. All right, now we're out of the voiceover practice, so this is not a drill. Woo. All right, we're going to go home now, so we'll do that gesture. Messages. And that's all there is to it. It's like I pressed the home button. If I want to check my notifications, we'll swipe all the way down from the top of the screen. Notifications. Notif do not disturb. Now you notice that that was quite quick because you kind of get into a rhythm with these gestures. When you've been doing it a little while, you know how fast you can get away with executing the gestures. And what I find now when I pick up Bonnie's iPhone 8 Plus, which does have a home button, it floors me because I'm not used to the home button anymore. And I try the new gestures and get annoyed that they don't work. They do actually now work on iPad, but they haven't introduced support for the gestures in older iPhones at this point. So if you can't triple click home anymore, how do you enable voiceover? You can, of course, ask Siri to do that with an H-E-Y Siri command when that's set up or by invoking Siri in the new way, which I'll talk about in a minute. Or you can simply triple click the side button, the power button on the right hand side of the phone. At the setup stage where the accessibility shortcut hasn't been configured yet, it does default to turning voiceover on. So what you can do is you can tap the phone screen to make sure it's awake and then you can triple click the side button that will turn voiceover on. How do you talk to Siri then? You talk to Siri by holding down the side button, the button that you tap to power it on and off or, or lock it and unlock it. And of course, that begs the question, well, if you hold down the side button to talk to Siri, how do you power the phone off? There are a couple of things you can do. You can go into settings and general, and then there is a shutdown option right at the bottom of the screen. And I prefer to do that if I ever do need to power the phone off. And you don't need to power these phones off very often. The reason why I prefer to do it is you've got to be really careful when you use the other method, which is to hold down the side button on the right-hand side of your device, all on its own there, and either the volume up or the volume down button. You've got to release that combination the moment you feel a bit of haptic feedback, because if you hold it down a bit longer, you may get into emergency SOS mode, assuming that you've got that enabled. And that's essentially what you need to know if you are upgrading from a home button phone to one that doesn't have one. It's a change. And of course, when we go through setting up the 10s Max, we'll go through a really big change, which is setting up Face ID. I think you will get used to those gestures in pretty short order. As they say, no one knoweth the hour. And of course, the big question is, when does the iPhone get here? This is the latest that the iPhone has ever been delivered, I think. And I get these iPhones every year. And um, this one, well, it came, what, about 120? What's the time now, Heidi? It's currently 1.37, so it yeah. was about 1.30. One thirty, yeah. So we, we, we put a little picture on the social media. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're primed. We're ready to go. We're ready to rock. The iPhone XS Max is here. And welcome, Heidi Taylor. Welcome. We've got the old iPhone here, the old iPhone X. Old. The old iPhone X that you are about to inherit. Yes. And um, we've got the case here, so let's unbox it. Here it is. Where it is? We've got the... Yep, okay. Stop that at once. That's the old one. Now, I'm going to... We've, we've taken it out of its package case thing. It's shipping box. Shipping box, because we wanted to, we wanted to tweet Tim Cook with 
a picture of me holding the box and wearing my Horizon glasses. Oh my god. There you go, Heidi. You get to keep the shrink wrapped. Excellent. Is it me or is that way easier to get unwrapped this year? I think they've made it easier. Yeah. Because there's a little tab this year rather than it being completely shrink wrapped. Yeah, I remember having to to go sort of pick pick with your fingernail trying to find where to get into the. But this was just super easy. So now we're already. Taking off the lid of the box, and right here at the top, what is this thing? Uh, that's all your information and your SIM ejector tools and stuff. Oh, it's like got that. a SIM ejector tool, which we need very soon. Yes. Um, what's this thing here? Uh, it says, Hello. Hello. Welcome to iPhone. And it tells us about Face ID, Control Center, how to go home, uh, about the ring silence switch, the volume buttons, tap to wake, 3D touch the side button and what different presses can do, how to power it off. Oh, and in the charging instructions, it's talking about wireless charging and it mentions air power. Does it? What does it say? Place iPhone with screen facing up on air power or a key, qi, 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 qi certified wireless charger. You can now also use the lightning connected to change. To charge iPhone and connect accessories. You heard it here first. So yeah. AirPower still may well be living, even though we don't know when. Again, no no one knows the hour. And Wouldn't then you've got great? some Apple stickers. Oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah. Warranty info. Is it warranty information? Yeah. Wouldn't it be uh, great if we, if we could request a Braille copy of that? <laughs> you know, when you sh- when you got the iPhone ship. So I'm just going to put this to my left. Now, next, after that little bit of instruction, is the iPhone itself. And I have to turn the box upside down, and then the iPhone is in my hand. And, uh, okay. Okay. This is the most remarkable thing, because obviously I was expecting a plus-size phone, but, of course, it's basically one big slab of glass, because in this case you've got no home button. So I'm just going to take the little protective film off. I think the protective film's different, isn't it? Because it's one piece. And yeah. you used to have the a front side and a back side. Yeah. So it's now it's all one piece. So um, the protective film peels off. And now we have the iPhone XS Max. And wow. It's so shiny. I, I hate to say this, cause, but it really, <laughs> it really is beautiful. It's just like, it, it's, it's just a solid, huge piece of glass. Because it's glass on the front and the back and the as back. well. Yeah, so. it feels absolutely incredible. Um, it's quite thin, a little thinner than I was expecting maybe. You want to have a hold? It feels nice to hold. Oh, it's lighter than it looks Yes, too. Yeah, kind of like this, just, just a slab of glass. Um, now, the next thing to do, I guess, is to put the SIM in. Yes. So I'm going to um, – we, we don't want to shut the phone down. Uh, I'll tell you what, I'll turn voiceover off on the old phone. Oh, but I had speech off, didn't I? Okay, it's so off. it's, it's yeah. off now. There we go. And you can dis some whatever we do to the case. Now, also, there's a, a charging brick, the standard boring old 5-watt one. So if you want the phone to charge at its maximum, you're going to need to buy the USB-C adapter, which um, you can get an 18-watt USB-C adapter, which costs more. Which, for what we've paid for this, is just extraordinarily bad, in my view. They could have included the um, the the correct adapter to really make it go and charge fast. And, of course, there is no Lightning to 3.5 adapter. Apple has decided not to include that in the box. 
So if that's important to you, make sure you hang on to the one you have. Or if you're upgrading from an old enough phone, you'll have to buy one separately. You'll have to plonk down another $10 or so for the adapter. How are we getting on? I'm just putting the SIM in the new phone. So to describe what's happening here on the right-hand side, it is the right, isn't it? Um, yes. Of the phone? Yes. Yeah, there's a, there's a tiny pinprick kind of hole in the phone. Yes. You put the SIM ejector in that and a little tray pops out. And you make sure that you insert the SIM card with the triangular side facing to the right. Well, yeah. it, it's cut out, the tray's cut out in a certain way, so it's very difficult to not put it in the wrong way. To okay. not put it in the right way. So. Right. But yes, but you don't want to keep going trial and error, trial and error. So that's, that's why I tell people. Yes. So that's fine. And now the sim is getting in the, uh, in the... And here we are. We're ready to rumble. Wow, that was quick, dude. Okay. So I'm just going to put my Lightning to 3.5 adapter in the bottom. Um, and then we're going to connect the phone to the mixer. But we will do some tests with the speakers, of course, because one of the big things that is a plus and... Um, Apple said this, the reviewers said it too, actually, is that the speakers are supposed to be better. So um, let's plug in. Why can't I plug in? There we go. Because nice it's a long, very nice, long it's cable. It's a very long cable. Plugging into the iPhone now. And um, I'm going to hold one, two. Uh, have we got the Apple logo come no, up? Uh, yep, now it is. Okay. Oh. Yes, oh, I tell you, because I sent that tweet about my phone arriving... <laughs> so the phone is now booting up um, maybe you can let me know when we're on the hello screen we can speed the process up a bit by having you look for that <laughs> okay yeah we're still on the apple logo right now okay i mean it's its first boot it's it's awakening into the world one of the things you know i'm sure and now it says hello i'm sure i have lots positive to say it is a really unfortunate thing that apple has chosen not to make these phones vibrate when they power on and power off uh, that would be such an easy accessibility fix and um yeah, it's, just, it's unfortunate. So is it still hello? Uh, now it's bonjour. Oh, okay. Well, let's turn voiceover on. Uh. Uh, okay. And what I need to do is wind that up in the mixer. So to go home. That, will, go. that will really help, wouldn't it? Yes. Uh, <laughs> there we go. And we'll just crank up the jolly old volume a little bit here. To go home. Slide one finger up from the bottom edge until you feel the first vibration and lift your finger. To use the app, just go to the very top of the screen and read it, I think. Voiceover gestures. Here we go. Voice so over that's the top. We'll just do a two finger flick down. Voiceover gestures. To go home, slide one finger up from the bottom edge until you feel the first vibration and lift your finger. To use the app switcher, slide up farther from the bottom until you feel a second vibration and lift your finger. If you move too far to the left or right, a rumble vibration will indicate the gesture was cancelled. To use control center, slide one finger down from the top edge until you feel the first vibration and lift your finger. To use notification center, slide down farther from the top until you feel a second vibration and lift your finger. Okay. Button. That was a very detailed explanation, so that's great. Okay. And we'll button. double tap that. More info. Button. More inf more inf more info button. What? Seventy four percent battery power. Four G seventy. I don't know what's going on here. Seventy four percent. Seventy seventy. Do Do you know what's happening on the screen? Um, 
yeah, so I don't know why it's not speaking it, but it's going through the hello in all the different languages and it's saying swipe up to open. So the home gesture. 4G, 70. I cannot get that to appear. I'm just... It's uh, where it's coming up is the bottom center, if that helps. I don't know if you can tap on it to make it speak. Where Where is it? Because this is an important thing for people to know. So it's not talking even when no. you tap it. All right, we'll go home anyway. Setup. English. Button. And that's what we want. English. Back button. That was pretty unfortunate because there was no way I could get to that text to, to know that the way to proceed was to continue by swiping up. Back. Select your country or region. New Zealand. Button. Got it in one. Okay. It says setting language. All right. Back, but back button. Oh my goodness! Here's Karen. Quick start, heading. Hi, Karen. Which is of course is an Australian voice, but. Um. If you have an iPhone or iPad running iOS 11 or later, bring it nearby to sign in automatically. Set up manually. Set up. Ma okay, so we're going to bring the other iPhone nearby, and uh, here is the other iPhone. Wow, that's so much smaller, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, I'm already noticing it. So we paused the recording because we had to enter the pin for my old phone and unlock it and things. And don't Screen want to do dimmed. that. So now where are we at? See Heidi? how you. Well, it asked us to bring the iPhone near to the other one. Yep. And it did, and we got an alert on the old iPhone. Yes. And then it asked us to hold the camera above the new iPhone. So the old iPhone hold it above the new iPhone, and it scans an image on the screen. And it accidentally triggered that while we were restarting Screen the recording. Dimmed. Forgot passcode so for one. Now on the old phone, yep. it's telling us to finish on the new phone and yep. to keep this iPhone near your Two. new iPhone while information is transferred. And I have to enter the passcode, it looks like, right? Uh, yes, enter passcode of your other iPhone. Right, so I'm going to have to pause again, just a second. <laughs> and we've paused it and we've done that and we had to use the double tap method because that's what it defaults Seven. to. I guess we could have gone ahead Eight. and changed it. Enter pass next button. Here we go. In progress. And while keeping the old iPhone close by, it is now getting settings from that phone. And I imagine we'll be doing an iCloud restore in a minute. Yeah, right now it's just saying it may take a few minutes to activate your iPhone. Nice. In progress. It may take oh, a few minutes to activate your iPhone. Well yeah. said, Karen. Yeah, yeah, thanks. It may take a few. Yeah, right. So I think rather than bore you with the few minutes it might take, we'll take another pause. Yeah, but just as I pressed that pause button, it was back with uh, this, so it didn't take long at all. Personal data usage icon. Data and privacy. This icon, this icon appears when an Apple feature asks to use your personal information. You won't see this with every feature since Apple collects this information only when needed to enable features. Secure our services or personalize your experience. Apple believes privacy is a fundamental human right, so every Apple product is designed to minimize the collection and use of your data. Use on-device processing whenever possible and provide transparency and control over your information. Continue. Button. And of course, that's a message you've probably seen on iOS 12 when you upgraded. Learn. Continue. Button. And now it's gone. The iOS screen reader called VoiceOver is active. To the, 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 
The iOS screen reader called VoiceOver is active. To turn VoiceOver off, triple click the side button. Okay. What it's actually has come up is Face ID. iPhone can recognize the back back button. Face ID. iPhone can recognize the unique three-dimensional features of your face to unlock automatically. Use Apple Pay and make purchases from the iTunes and App Stores. Gotta love those purchases. Yeah. <laughs> purchases. About Face ID and privacy. Button. Continue. Button. All right. Set up later in settings. Button. I think that what I will do is set up Face ID later in settings, and the reason for that is that we can set it up later in settings while apps are being restored to the home screen. And so I think that I will do that um, so that the phone can multitask and do a couple of things at once. So we'll come back to Face ID. I know there's a lot of interest. Screen D. Set in progress. Setting up your Apple ID. In progress. Setting up your Apple ID. There you go. That's what I said. (laughs) Setting up your Apple ID. Because we're, we're restoring from an iCloud backup, what will happen is that the phone will basically require us to pause while it's going ahead and doing the restore. But eventually the apps will sort of come trickling down. And it's at that point, while those apps are doing their thing and being loaded onto the device, that I will set up Face ID. So maximize the time. iPhone 10 backup. iPhone 10 to hooks was last backed up on the 21st of September 2018 at 1.10 p.m. iPhone 10 to hooks. Would you like to back up now so you can restore your new iPhone with your most recent apps? Data and settings. What I was doing to speed this process up was backing up every hour after I got my stand goal in. (laughs) So we're right up to date. Update backup before restoring. Button. Restore from the 21st of September 2018 backup. Button. We'll do that. In progress. And this will probably take a bit of time to restore from that backup. So we will take a pause and back, come back. Button. Oh, oh, all right then. Terms and conditions. Oh, yeah. Ooh, our favorite. Yeah. Button. Agree. Back button. Settings from your backup. You can restore the following settings from iPhone 10 to hooks or customize them individually. Allow Siri to use your voice input, contacts and location to process your requests. Allow maps and other apps to use your location with your permission. Learn more. Button. Continue. Button. Customize settings. Button. We'll continue. Continue. But back button. And flick right. Keep your iPhone up to date. Heading. Get the latest features, security and improvements by updating iOS automatically. Continue. Button. Install updates manually. That's what button. I prefer to do. Install updates manually. Continue. Back button. Back photo of person using Face ID with Apple Pay. (laughs) Image. Add credit, debit or store cards to Apple Pay to make secure purchases in shops, in apps and on the web. Card related information, location, device settings and device use patterns will be sent to Apple and may be shared together with account information with your card issuer or bank to set up Apple Pay. See how your data is managed. Button. Continue. Button. Set up later in wallet. Button. We'll do that later. I'm certainly not going to set up Apple Pay with thousands of people listening to the Blind Side <laughs> podcast. Set up Apple Watch. Heading. Ah. Do you want to use Jonathan's Apple Watch with this iPhone? Yes. Continue. Button. Continue. Back button. iPhone analytics. 
help Apple improve its products and services by allowing analytics of usage data from your iPhone. About analytics and privacy. Button. Share with Apple. Button. I don't mind. I actually have quite a, a degree of confidence that Apple um, does look after data and what they get is in the aggregate, so I'll do that. Share back button. App analytics. Help app developers improve their apps by choosing to share app activity and crash data with no. them through app. About app and share with app right. developer. Share back button. <laughs> you sound this True tone display. Yeah. iPhone automatically adapts to ambient lighting conditions to make colors appear consistent in different environments. See without true tone display. Continue. Button. We'll keep going for Continue. now. See without continue button. Did that not register? Continue in progress. Yeah, there we go. Secure text. Secure oh. text field is editing required. Secure text fi- password. This iCloud backup includes per cases from the App Store that were made with a different Apple ID. Okay, so we're going through the restore process, and because, as per the book, imagine there's no countries available in the Mosin Consulting Store, Ooh. I have <laughs> accounts in a number of stores. We're going to have to enter a bunch of passwords. So at this point, I will stop the recording and enter passwords for the Australian and the UK and the US store that I have. The iCloud restore is going on, and while it is, I thought that I would just take the lightning connector out of the... Um, bottom of the phone and have a listen to the speaker not really expecting much until we heard music but it's instantly noticeable this sounds amazing seriously um, I'll hold it up to the mic this is just the speaker restore from iCloud progress 2% that is absolutely amazing and I mean it's it so sounds, loud yeah it sounds like the iPad does actually time remaining estimating it's interesting how this has evolved because I was um, just bringing my 7 Plus up to speed today, which is a machine I have for testing. Obviously, at Mosin Consulting, we do a lot of testing of of apps and things, and it's good to have a test machine. And I was bringing my uh, iPhone 7 Plus up to speed with the beta of 12.1. And I noticed how much better the 10 sounded compared with the 7 Plus, how they've made progress. But this is a massive leap forward. It really, I mean, even with this, and this is not even the um, premium Karen. This is like... But its base is all heck. It's restore from iCloud. Whoa. Head progress. Five percent. Five percent. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to what we will do. We'll do the old Uptown Funk test again, shall we? Oh yeah. When, when, when the uh, when when it's all up and running, or should we do the Nay Nay? No, Uptown Funk. Watch me whip. Watch me Nay Nay. Uh, this is not Baker Street. Yeah. yeah. Right. So the the have you noticed how Karen says iCloud? iCloud. Progress. Restore from iCloud. iCloud. Very strange. Anyway, it's doing it, and so we'll take another pause. And we're at the very end now of the restore process. I think it will do a reboot. I think that's what it typically does. So we're just waiting for the next step. How are we doing, Karen? Restore from iCloud. Progress. 93%. Uh, Restore from the iCloud. The the, uh, progress is interesting because it sort of hangs around at... um, Stop that that talking phone. you are the relegated. You are the relegated iPhone ten. Um, it was on ten percent for ages, and then it just shot up really quickly. And now it seems to be hovering around the low nineties for a now while. Now it's at the Apple logo. Oh, okay. So it's going ahead and it's doing its reboot at this point. Yes. And we will be asked to enter the passcode. So again, b- before that happens, I'll take another pause. Now the phone has rebooted, and 
I was indeed asked to enter my passcode, and it's come up with my settings. Your service provider may charge for SMS messages used to activate FaceTime and iMessage. Now, much to some people's annoyance, I really like the compact Daniel voice or the, the Daniel standard, or whatever they call it now. <laughs> uh, I find it good at fast speeds. Cancel. But, uh, okay. but it's okay, okay. so it wants to Button. activate FaceTime. I will switch to Alex in deference to my listeners. Language. So we'll... Default language. English. 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 South Africa. Irish. Default language. English UK. We don't have Alex, all right? So we'll, <laughs> I think I'll just keep the, keep on with Daniel Characters. then. Okay. Button. Alert. Use this device when sharing your location. You are currently using iPhone tenterhooks to share your location and find my friends and messages. I've got to give this a name, and I know what I'm going to name this device. What is it? It's... Max not ninety nine. I don't get it. No, it's a cultural reference. I didn't expect you to get, but um, some of our listeners will get it. Max not ninety nine. Not now. Button uh. use. Button use. Button. Where's Messages. it from? Double tap to. Um, it's from a TV show called Get Smarts. Uh, about Max, Agent Maxwell Smart and his beautiful girlfriend, ultimately wife, after several seasons, Agent 99. Ah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the funny thing is he always called her 99. I think it wasn't until they got married that he found out what her actual name was, if I remember rightly. Oh, uh, that's so weird. <laughs> now, now we are... Um, Settings. Smart home folder. Sonus. App Store. ASB Mobile. Ira. Weather Gods. CNI. Google Maps, TuneIn Radio, Leary, Relax Plus, Ferrite, Waiting. Okay, so Ferrite is waiting. I'll be really interested to see what happens when we get Ferrite. So let's go and set up Face ID. And um, so we'll open Face ID settings. Here are your iPhone settings. Oh, okay. Didn't want to take me straight there. Search. Jonathan, finish. Bluetooth. Finish setting up your iPhone. Button. So that will probably suggest a bunch of things, including Apple Pay and things. We'll just go directly. To this. Secure text. Secure text field. Is editing. Character mode. Insertion point at start. I'll enter my passcode, so I'll pause the recording. And now we are in the uh, FaceTime screen. Face ID and passcode. Face ID, Heading. rather. <laughs> there we go. Use Face ID for Heading. iPhone unlock. Off. It is off at the moment, but we definitely want to use it for iPhone unlock, so I'll double tap. On. Cancel. Button. Animation of the head gently moving in an outward facing circle. Now, what I'm going to do is just back away from the mic because the mic is sort of huge. Huge. <laughs> huge. And it will upset the camera. So um, Heidi gave us the the hint last year when Face ID was brand new and we were figuring it out live on this podcast without any kind of <laughs> editing or anything like that. And she told me, for those who weren't listening then, to use your nose like it's the hand of an analog clock. So we will get the instruction to turn your face in a kind of a circle. So imagine that you're starting off at 12 o'clock and then you're turning your face around the clock face uh, with your nose as the hand of the clock. And you've got to be in front of the true depth camera. That is the one in the front of the phone. What they used to call the eye sense, wasn't it? I I don't know. FaceTime camera, wasn't it? No, it was something like the eye. Anyway. um, Whatever it was. Yeah, anyway. (laughs) um, The front one. And you want to be, how far would you say? That's about this far, right? So that's about? About a foot. About a foot away? Three meters? 30 centimeters. Oh, yeah, that's right. I knew it was one way or the other, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, 30 centimeters, yeah. (laughs) 
Okay, then. So I'm going to turn myself away from the mic and be directly in front of the phone. Your face isn't going to be in the view, is it, Heidi? No, I'm behind the phone, right. so it won't see me at all. Um, I'd also recommend being in reasonable lighting, which we are here, right? Yes, we've got lots of natural light coming yeah, in right yeah. now. First, position your face in the camera frame. Then move your head in a circle to show all the angles of your face. Get started. Button. Or double tap. Get started. Position your face within the frame. Head positioned correctly. Starting first span. Move your head slowly to complete the... 25%, 38% complete, 50%, 62% complete, 75%, 88%, 100% completed. And that's all there is to it. And first we'll... face ID scan complete. Now we'll do it again. Continue. Button. Continue. Move. 25% complete, 38% complete, 50% 62%, 75%, 88% complete, 100% completed. Done. It's all there is to it. It's actually Second much face quicker. Scan. Face ID is now set up. To set up the touch ID, really simple if you follow this analog clock analogy. There's nothing at all to worry about with face ID. Yeah, and it's fairly forgiving. So if your angles aren't perfect, it doesn't care. Now, when attention mode is uh, disabled, as it is uh, in this case, when voiceovers on, you don't need to worry about your eyes being mail. open no. or closed. And uh, see, even my Three mail's working on this phone now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Three minutes ago. Yeah, all right, all right. And... Uh, so it's, it's really simple to set up. Done. Button. And we'll double tap the done button. Alert. Face ID and voiceover. Now, that's interesting. Voiceover is on. So by default, face ID will not require you to look at the screen to unlock. You can change this in face ID settings. Okay. Button. Cool. That's nice that it tells iPhone you. iPhone unlock. On. iTunes and App Store. On. Apple Pay. On. Password autofill. Off. We'll want to turn double that on. To toggle setting. On. Other apps. Six apps. Button. And are they all on by default? Let's hope so. We'll just check. Face ID and passcode. Other app. One password. On. Apple Store. On. HealthMate. On. PayPal. On. ASB Mobile. On. Pulseway. On. Good. Apps that have requested to use Face ID for authentication will appear here. Other apps. iPhone can recognize the unique, three-dimensional features of your face to allow secure access to apps and payments. About Face ID and privacy. Set up an alternative appearance button. And now with iOS 12, you can set up a second appearance. So this is where I can get Bonnie set up so that she can unlock the phone if she needs to. In addition to continuously learning how you look, Face ID can recognize an alternative appearance. Reset Face ID button. Attention. Heading. Require attention for Face ID. Off. And it's currently off. So, wow, it's amazing how, you know, a year ago, I really, <laughs> I really struggled with doing that. But the, the whole idea of using your nose as the hand and the clock face was the key. So thank you for that, Heidi. You're very that welcome. That is a winner. Um, <laughs> I have could, a good idea from yeah, time to time. Yeah, yeah. Could you talk to me about the screen? Um, Secure text field. Why, what's it wanting now? Password. Character mode. Insertion point what, at start. But what is it? Enter the password for your Apple ID, Bonnie at Mosinord. Oh, okay. Right. I'll enter Bonnie's. Uh, Bonnie and I share this Apple ID for, in the US store, so just give me a second and we'll enter that. Right, we've done that now. Uh, the screen, can you immediately... I mean, I know we've only just done setup things, but can you immediately tell that the screen is, you know, impressive or...? Um, it is very impressive. It's very clear and very sharp. And it's really, really nice to look at. But that's coming from someone used to looking at an iPhone 6, which is quite old yeah, by the so standard. Yeah, so a big contrast, right? Yeah, yeah, and I'm not as used to, say, the iPhone 10 or anything sort of in between that range to be able to compare it to those. But it is a beautiful screen. I can give you that. And, sure. of course, it's 6.1 inches. So it's a 6, 6.5. 5, 6.5. It's so, something ridiculously yeah. huge. So it's, and it's, this whole thing is all screen, so it's amazing. Um, what I would like to do now is we'll see if speed test has turned up yet. Open speed test. 
You don't seem to have an app named Speed Test. Okay, well, that's fine. We'll see if Fairite's turned up yet. We'll go home. Okay, so now Fairite, for those who aren't familiar with it, is a multi-track recorder. It's like having a recording studio on your phone and you can produce podcasts with it. You can do podcast chapters. It's an amazing piece of software. And the author has gone to a lot of trouble to make sure that it's voiceover accessible. The other thing that's cool about Ferrite is it will record in stereo and it lets you monitor in stereo. So this is the moment where we find out whether we, when we're using an audio app, whether we can just hear stereo through the headphones or not. So we'll double tap Ferrite. And but library tools sort by sir ferrite record monitoring off. And monitoring is going to be on. Monitoring on. And now I'm going to turn off the mics. Okay, so now do we have? It doesn't sound like we have we have stereo. Uh, it sounds like it's mono. I'm just moving my. Uh, Moving my, myself around, and it's it's mono. Yeah, this is Heidi from the distance. Right. Well, that that's um. So this is what the audio sounds like. Uh, let, let's do a quick recording in stereo, uh, or, or, or a recording rather. Input let's level one hundred percent. iPhone microphone. Banana record one hundred and iPhone microphone. I see what options there are. iPhone microphone. Banana new banana iPhone input level one hundred percent monitoring on record ferrite store search sort by tools library okay. select button select select library tools sort search ferrite store record button monitoring up. what is, what what is what is that I have no idea wow it sounds like I've done something really weird to it yeah uh, um let me just turn ferrite off here close ferrite that was rather strange um so we're not getting stereo there. No. Open Ferrite. And Ferrite, Ferrite. does record Select. in stereo, so let's just do a quick recording. Tools. Sort by. Search. Ferrite store. But record. Button. This is Jonathan recording on the iPhone XS Max, and I was sort of hoping we would get instant stereo. I'm just moving around a little bit and in case the built-in mics are able to record in audio and stereo. Recording. Stop. And we'll Button. stop. And let's just play this recording back. iPhone micro selected. New recording. Two. Okay. 17. This is Jonathan recording on the iPhone XS Max. And I was sort of hoping we would get instant stereo. No, I'm just not moving stereo. around a little bit. And in case the built-in mics are able to record in audio and stereo. And we'll stop. Okay. So let's go into the... Um, I'm going to give this to you, Heidi. We'll turn Ooh. voiceover off. And off. can you go? Let's can can you record a quick video because they did specifically talk about video recording in stereo. Okay. And yep. so, if the video doesn't record in stereo, then I guess we need to kind of go around and and see if we can find any setting that might be buried away somewhere that governs the stereo recording. Okay. Um, we're recording. Okay. So. I'm here and you're there, so yeah. if you move the phone around and we can... Hello, uh, studio! Do you, do you get any indication that stereo's on, or is there a stereo setting, switch, no, anything like that? Not seeing anything, Okay, no. so let's stop this and play it back. Okay. And here we go. We're recording. Okay, so I'm here and you're there, so yep. if you move the phone around and we can... 
Hello is, studio! Do, do you get any indication that stereo is on or is there a stereo setting, switch, I'm anything like that? not seeing anything, Okay, no. so let's stop this and play it back. Okay. That's also not stereo. Yeah. So um, we might stop recording and see if there is a setting that we need to adjust. So we'll go and take a look. Right, we've fossicked away in the settings. And in the camera settings, there is an option called record uh, in stereo. And it's on already. So I'm not quite sure why we're not getting stereo. But Heidi thinks we should try unplugging Right, from this lightning thing. Yeah, unplug the, it from the mixer and see if... Okay, well, anything for a weird life. I don't know why, life. but... <laughs> Voice over off. Anything for a weird life, I'll unplug it. You go to the uh, videos app and we'll make another vid, since the videos app or whatever, the camera definitely has yeah. a stereo setting, which is on. Yeah. And, um, you know, maybe the stereo is just too subtle for the average hu- human ear to comprehend or something, but we'll do another recording and see. Okay, so... Just started recording. Do you want to talk? Can I walk okay, I'm, I'm talking on this. And welcome to this experimental blindside podcast, trying to find out how to get stereo out of the recording. I'm a bit disappointed by that, but maybe this is the secret to getting it to go. We're going to play it back. Okay. Now, to play it back, we'll definitely plug in again, yep. because then we'll hear the stereo through the headphones and through the mixer. So, do you want to hit play? Yeah, sorry. Just plug in my stereo. Okay, so I've just started recording. Do you want to talk? Can I walk okay, around? Okay, that is stereo. I'm on this, and welcome to this experimental blindside podcast, trying to find out how to get stereo out of the recording. I'm a bit disappointed by that, but maybe this is the secret to getting it. Well, you're a genius, Heidi. That, Thank you. That is definitely stereo. Okay. Now, to play it back, we'll... But that's kind of a little bit of a shame um, that you have to be unplugged, because I wonder... Well, let's... I wonder if Ferrite does the same thing. Um, okay. Let's just uh, well yeah, if if you go let's let's unplug again before we we load ferrite. Okay. Um, is ferrite still in the app switcher? It is. Do you so want me let's to... take it out of the app switcher and load it. And you you're un- you've unplugged now, right? Yes. Okay. So we'll do another recording uh, with the lightning connector unplugged. Okay. Let me know when we're recording. So I just push the button, I guess. Yeah, there's a new recording button. Well, that's what the text label is. Um, oh, yeah, here we go. Yeah, okay, so now we're just doing another quick talk and we're going to find out if ferrite, which does which does record in stereo, I can feel you waving the phone around. Well, I'm moving it around <laughs> to see if we can get sort of um, directionality okay. going. Yeah, that that should be enough to tell us. So, so let's um, stop that. And if you plug, if we plug back in and then you press play on that record, I think you, you can just tap on the recording's name and it will say something like new recording. Three. Yeah, the latest one. That's what the text label is. Um, oh, yep, here we go. Yeah, okay, so now we're just doing another quick talk and we're going to find out if ferrite, which does which does record in stereo, I can feel you waving the phone around. No, well, that's I'm not stereo. Well, I'm moving it around to see if we can get sort of <laughs> um, directionality okay. going. Yeah, that, but that I guess you're on one side us. and I'm on the other. So, mm. so let's um, stop that and if you plug... if we Okay. Well, it, okay, well, so it doesn't sound like... Um, there, there might be something that app developers can do to hook into the stereo but it sounds like right now it is specific to the video app or at least ferrite which is a pretty good recorder doesn't support it yet so i'm sure we'll hear more about this and and how we can harness it but it doesn't seem to just sort of happen automatically 
Yeah. Um, that's a little bit disappointing, but perhaps it is just going to take time for developers to catch up with it, hopefully. All right, well, if you hand me the phone back, we'll do another couple Voice of tests. Messages. Uh, let's just see if the uh, speed test app is back. Open speed test. You don't seem to Oh, well, whenever you can, whenever you can. <laughs> you do have a lot of apps. I know. <laughs> let's, do the, let's do the jolly old test here. So um, we'll unplug. Okay, first, first of all, we'll start with this old, it, old cruddy iPhone 10. It doesn't have a SIM. No, no, no. We've already done a speed test. Oh, okay. took, we're now moving on, pending Sorry. the arrival of the speed. Sorry. You've got to keep up with the fast pace of technology. You know, maybe Dude. I'm just not cut out Dude, for this. no. Yeah, we'll have to fire you from the Blindside podcast. Oh, no. Yeah. Please don't. Yeah. My fans right. will rebel. What fans? Now, Good point. <laughs> yeah, let's see. So I've got the iPhone ten and... The uh, little puppy pl- one. Which one should we do? Uh... Uptown Funk. Oh, you sure? Yes. Didn't we do that last year? Fine. What about Bohemian Rhapsody? What about the Nene? Not uh, the Nene. Oh. Well, what's another good one that's got a lot of sort of bass and bounce and beats? Uptown Funk's probably a pretty good one. Let's try that. Play Uptown Funk. Okay, so I'm going to try and hold the phone about the same distance. Do you okay, think this is a good distance? let's hear yep. Uptown Funk. Featuring Bruno Mars by Mark Ronson. We won't play too much of this because otherwise we'll get pinged by the Spotify people. Um, but um, with whom we do stream the podcast. We'll just wait till the bass bit gets going here. Okay, that'll be enough. Now, oh. Notifications. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Okay. Now let's take the new phone. Settings. Double tap to open. Whoa. Messages. Okay, and we'll try the same thing. Play Uptown Funk. I think this one's a bit preoccupied with Dunlop. Okay, one moment. Okay, playing Uptown Funk featuring Bruno Mars by Mark Ronson. Will it? it it's, it's having a little cup of coffee. I think it's because it's restoring so much data. And, um, but, but I would really appreciate it if it played. Um, yes. I might ask it again. The phone is nice and warm. It's obviously doing play Uptown Funk and play it at once. <sighs> okay, one moment. Yeah. Okay, playing Uptown Funk. Here we go. This is the big moment where the bass comes in in a second. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure how much of a difference that... The microphone is picking up, but it's very noticeable off mic. It's a lot bassier, don't you think? Yeah, having a dance party over on the yeah, side of the studio. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, there's a discernible difference. I think there's also a discernible difference in volume, but certainly the, um, the, the bass is much nicer. Let's see 
Uh, what else can we try while we're waiting for the speed test app? I think those are largely the things. Um, obviously, we can't really do anything with the dual SIM yet. No. Um, although that might be in 12.1. I haven't heard anybody say that it was in 12.1. So we'll take a pause, I think, and we'll just see if we can get the speed test working shortly. What you can do when you are restoring from an iCloud backup is if you need an app right away, you can double tap it when it says that it's waiting and go ahead and force it to download. And that's what I've done. So we'll double tap speed test now. Go button. But first of all, of course, I have double to turn to off Wi-Fi, don't I? So let's yes. just app switcher. Dip. speed test. Close speed Quit test. That. App switcher. And what? we will say Go. turn off Wi-Fi. Okay, I turned off Wi-Fi. Open speed test. Speed test. Go. Alert. Location accuracy. Turning on Wi-Fi will improve. Settings. OK. Button. Go. Button. Go. Bu- Server Inspire Net Limited. Thermoston North. OK, so it's not... It's still getting the... Uh... 50%, 50%. 4G. Cellular. 3 on 4. 4G. Cellular. 3 on 4 bars. So we've got the Signal same spread. number of bars... We need to shut that down because it's speed test. not getting the right speed server. Watch. Current. So we'll try it again. Open speed test. Speed test. Go. Button. Server finding optimal server. Bu- go. That's good. Button. Server spark. Wellington. Button. I'm going to change that to Vodafone again. So we're server using spark. the same Back. server. Back. Change search field. Select automatically. Selected. Spark. Axe data. Vodafone New Zealand. Wellington. That's Nine it. Kilometers. Go. That's Button. the server we used last time, so let's do another test. Go. Now, we Starting should bear in mind that there might be some other stuff downloading in the ping background here. Oh, so the ping, the ping test is better. What was your speed? For, 42 before. Now it's 38 ping. What, what was your... Uh, it was um, 172. Download result, 182 megabits per second. Okay, so a little bit faster. Testing upload. I mean, only a little bit faster. Yeah. Up to 182 here. Oh, there's my watch. Whoa. Upload result, 24.4 megabits per second. And quite a bit bit faster on the upload. It went up from 17 up to 24 up, and it went from 172 down to 182. And uh, so it's definitely a little bit faster. And, of course, it will depend on what the network permits as well so it's faster sure i mean 10 megabits per second is nothing to sneeze nothing to sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> um and we now have the leather case on the phone it's and blue. it get yeah, blue yes and that's largely it we're set up um we've got to do the watch it didn't seem to come through so we can take care of that and make sure that the watch migrates across other than that the apps are now just restoring it is a really straightforward process to migrate your data from one to the other Um, the stereo recording we'll have to investigate that further bear in mind of course that we've only just got this and we're bringing this to you pretty much as we find it we're experimenting we're finding things and so as others do podcasts when more information is available we might be able to get to the bottom of the whole stereo recording issue my hope is that it is something available in an api that um, third-party developers can take advantage of and we'll just have to see what happens there so thank you very much for joining me heidi taylor any final thoughts on the iphone 10s max and the fact that the iphone 10 is yours (laughs) well that was what i was going to mention i was like i'm so happy that the 10s max is here because i get the 10 
Right. It will be a big step up from your six, which you saved up for and paid for yourself. I remember that. Yes, I did. Yeah. Yep. Now you're bludging off your dad again. Oh, well, old habits die hard. If you've got it flaunted, eh? (laughs) Yeah. And uh, that wraps up this episode of the Blindside Podcast. Uh, All I can say is join me for the next one. It'll be quite interesting. (laughs) We'll see you then.